Welcome to Marking Minute by Presco. From engineered film to safety markers, take a minute to explore the products that impact us every day. Welcome to Marking Minute, a podcast by Presco. I'm your host, Sean Heath. We spend an awful lot of time at work in our lives. Sometimes as much, if not more, time is spent with the people we work with as the amount of time we spend with our actual families or friends. That lends itself to an interesting dynamic, especially when the company that we're working for sees that relationship with us as being a personal relationship and not just a business coworker relationship. There are countless stories across the United States of companies that have a culture that fosters that sort of relationship. And one of those companies leading the charge is Presco Polymers Incorporated. Well, today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with the Senior Vice President and Chief Financial Officer for Presco Polymers Incorporated, David Chisholm. Hi, David. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thanks. I think that was probably an accurate description. It's not lip service. You really do look at your employees as partners. You're all in this together. That's true, Sean. We we really do. In fact, one of our key phrases is that Presco is the last best place to work. We we I think you said it in your introduction about the time that we spend at work. Our employees uh, work either. 12 or 10 hour shifts. So they spend a substantial amount of several days of the week with their fellow employees. We want them to be able to enjoy it, feel safe, feel like they matter, and to reward them for the efforts that they put forth to make our company as a great place that it is. And you mentioned that motto, the last best place to work. You really take a, a great amount of pride in that. And You were actually recently named by the Texas Workforce Commission as 2018 Small Business of the Year. Is that one of the proudest awards that you have gotten as a company? Oh, certainly. uh, Certainly it is. It was a tremendous recognition for us, and it really had an impact on our company in several ways. Some of us have the opportunity to engage with multiple partners, vendors outside of the company, and we share what our company does, and we we get that feedback. We deal with people that see many companies, and many times they come away from dealing with Presco, and they're very impressed with what we do and how we do it. But a lot of our production employees don't have that opportunity to have that feedback. So the, the proudest part of the recognition for us is that it was very certain and identifiable for the majority of our employees that don't have that outside uh, touch point. They were giving an affirmation that what they do matters, and it's recognized by people outside the company as being one of the best places in Texas to work. It gave them a sense of pride that uh, we couldn't have instilled otherwise. It, it uh, It was a wonderful opportunity for us to share this with them. It happened right before our holiday party, so it just really gave us a lift as we celebrated the year in early December. We We were actually named late November last year, so the timing was perfect. We had a time to celebrated a holiday party and our employees were just overjoyed. That's very appropriate that you earned that award together. And so to get to celebrate it all together, that totally fits with the culture there. It did. It was a good time for us. The great thing about that recognition is that it proves to you that the concept is working. Your idea of 
culture and the way you want to handle your day-to-day operations, you've gotten proof that it's a good idea. That's correct. And of course, it all starts at the top. Our CEO and, and owner of the company selects a management team based on our ability to lead, and that gets pushed down into the organization. We do an annual survey to measure engagement. Uh, our engagement is very high at the 85 percentile. And what we take away from that is basically our employees know that we care about them and we know that our employees care about us. They, they care about our success. So we try to communicate that. We have multiple, I mentioned our holiday party, but we have multiple touch points with our employees throughout the year. Little things we do to make them feel rewarded, cared for all the way from ice cream Fridays to T-shirts that we give throughout the year with various sparkling slogans on it uh, that uh, provide a tone of uh, excitement, fun, and uh, mostly engagement with the employees. Let them know that they're, they're, there's a phrase called human capital. It seems somewhat insensitive to most, but when you think about the capital of the company and what the company needs to fund its activities, the human aspect is the most important part of that. So even though it seems a little insensitive, it really has a strong connotation of the value of the effort of our employees and what they mean to the organization. And I think when we take a step back and we recategorize human capital to not just be translated into a financial value, there is an energy, there is an emotional value that is part of that human capital that is much more important ultimately to the bottom line than just the strict financial numbers to numbers. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I've had a couple of conversations with a few individuals there from Presco. I'm always interested to hear how different people from different segments of the same company describe what that company does. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you, David Chisholm, give me the elevator pitch. Here we go. So what do you guys do at Presco? Well, we, we actually, even though we're a relatively small company by most views of size, we have two business segments. We make a flexible vinyl film that's sold, uh, 70% of the production is sold as raw material to a variety of other manufacturers that use it for their end products. And then 30% of the production is transferred to our second business segment, and we produce what we call safety marking products. These are uh, state flags, roll flagging, to give an indication of where utility lines are laid or areas to, to be quadrant off for safety purposes. It's an interesting company having those two business segments, but the vertical integration really allows us some strong leverage in the safety marketing products because we basically produce a significant part of our raw material internally. Let's take a moment and talk about how the business side of the company can influence the culture side of the company. And I'm not trying to say they're two distinct pieces, but they are two distinct ingredients for the overall success that you've had there at Presco. With, let's say, for example, the financial situation or the economy, you have to be very conscious of understanding that you might have a financial struggle because of, uh, I don't know, tariffs or a change in a tax rate or something along those lines. You have to be very conscious to maintain an optimism so that the culture doesn't suffer along with the possible financial health. Oh, absolutely, Sean. That's a, that's a great point. We have adopted 
a, uh, a philosophy this, that uh, was created through this uh, concept of conscious capitalism. There was a book written about it, the founder of Whole Foods and uh, an economist came together and really expanded upon what the purpose of a corporation is. For many years, it's been considered that the sole purpose of a corporation is to enrich and return profits to their shareholders. But conscious capitalism looks more at the stakeholders of the company, and those would include, of course, the shareholders, but also considers customers, strategic vendors, employees, and the community in which we participate where we're located. And the concept there is that all those stakeholders are involved in the success of the company. But underlying that, the wording in the book and the theory that they have, the profits are the bloodline. And all that sounds good, those stakeholders sound wonderful, except that if you don't have profitability, there's no long-term play for the organization to exist. And let's face it, for some of our employees, uh, their home lives may have some turbulence, uh, raising children, whatever the economy is doing outside their job, relationships with family, spouses, whatever. But when they can come to work and feel a sense of security and value that they receive from working there, uh, it, it, it becomes a place where they enjoy being. Uh, I know for myself, I uh, actually commute 45 miles to, to get to the plant. I never feel like I'm going to a job. I feel like I get to go be around people that I enjoy being around and that uh, enjoy being around me and that we're working together uh, to make Presco a better place. It's a really interesting dynamic because traditionally people think stable home life allows you to venture out into the world, into corporate America or industrial America or to a trade skill, and it allows you to have a solid base that you know is there that allows you to go out and reach and stretch. Whereas at Presco, you've created an additional solid base. So when I leave my house and the safety of my kitchen, for example, I'm not going to some place that puts me in a, in a perilous situation. I'm going to some place, as you mentioned, that gives me that consistency, that gives me that security, and I now have two safe places in the world that I can go and work and invest my energy and my skills and my talents and generate more success both for myself and my coworkers, but also for my family. That's really a, I don't want to call it a lifeline. You've created a second home. I think in some ways that's very true. And even to expand upon that line of thinking, and, and I think you're very astute to pick up on that, by the way, our employees know that we care about their children. There's many things that we do to support that. Uh, we just finished uh, several weeks ago, <clears throat> excuse me, putting together backpacks. If we ask our employees to tell us what school system their children are attending, we reach out, find out what their school supplies needs are, get a backpack, put all the school supplies in there. We passed out, I think, 187 backpacks for their children, just so we they could know that their children had a fresh new backpack going to school. They had all the school supplies they needed. So we care in that sense about their education and peace of mind and joy. We, uh, we provide uh, in, in our community, we've got a, they just call them community colleges, junior colleges. It's now called uh, Grayson College. 
We provide scholarships. Any employee that's been with the company over two years, their dependent is eligible for Presco to pay the tuition and books for the two years they spend at uh, Grayson College. So they know that we not only care about them, we care about the future lives of their children in many ways. And we do a summer event with the children, actually multiple summer events. We usually do something in a water park, or this year we rented out the movie theater, I believe, three times, had a special discount rate for the children to go into a movie. And then uh, we have a special Christmas event uh, just for the children. We've gone to Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to a new entertainment facility in the area this year so their children can have a nice little party of their own. And we don't just have a party for the employees. So we do a lot to let the employees we know about that we care about them, but also that we care about their children. Now, I'm going to ask you to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to ask you to speculate. What you just described makes total sense. It's completely logical. Why is it so rare? Why don't more companies realize the actual bottom line benefits of treating their work environment the way you do at Presco? You know, I'm not sure. I think generally, you know, I've been in my career a large number of years now, and I do think there's been a strong shift. Uh, in society in general to to have that sort of attitude. We do it, uh, our current owner, and, and I say that, he, he we sold recently to a private equity company. Our owner, Joe Hart, really set a good tone for this, but not only that, but the owner before that. It's been a family-run business for 75 years now, so we just have always had a certain family aspect to it. Uh, so that probably put us ahead of the curve for many years in that regard. But I do think there's a push more into the aspect of having this sort of treatment with their employees. I think conscious capitalism brings a strong awareness to that. I think, um, you know, some of the Google tech companies, they, they created a, a place that was fun for their employees. I don't think they maybe reached out to the families like we have, but we're also smaller in size. So our director of HR, for example, has been with the company 25 years. She knows most of the family members of our long-term employees. And we've got a number of employees that have been with the company 10 years or longer. So it's really easy when you have that strong personal relationship to get in a position where you care more about them. Yeah, I guess it's probably much more natural for this type of environment to exist when a company is a small business. 100%. And you can actually scale this behavior as your company grows, but I guess it would be harder to institute it from the ground floor of, say, a company that started with 10,000 employees from day one. Right. And even at this point, my wife works for a wonderful company. She's been there almost 30 years. She was employee number four. It's drastically changed when, from when they had four to 500 employees. And now they've got 4,500 employees. It's just very difficult to scale it to that extent. And, and we're roughly 200 employees who so are great size. You know, most of us know each other by name. And, and those of us who've been there five years or more really know each other very well. I'm going to bet that this podcast is a little surprising to people who listen to it when they saw that it was the senior vice president and CFO of Presco Polymers, David Chisholm. They probably thought we were going to talk numbers, we were going to talk uh, investment and return rates and ROI, and we were going to talk about chemical compositions or something else nerdy. And yet, 
David, I think you and I today probably talked about the most important part of Presco Polymers, and that's the people. Right. And I really thank you for taking the time to talk to me about that today. Sean, thanks so much for the kind of words and, uh, and, and for following this line of thought. It really is the easiest topic that we can talk about with Presco. And you're right, it is unusual from a CFO perspective to talk about uh, uh, the people, the intangibles, but they really are what make Presco very special. And it, and it flows all the way to how we deal with our customers and all those things that really are a big part of our job, revenues and profitability that it all comes from the people aspect. And uh, it's a it's a good story and strong story. I, I will add this real quickly. When I moved to Presco five years ago, I realized after about a year when my friends would ask me, well, how, how are things at Presco? I never talked about our top line growth, our bottom line growth. I just constantly talked about the people I work with. And that's what really does make a job more enjoyable. And it, uh, it makes your life a lot more enjoyable. So thank you so much for your time with me today. I'm pretty proud of this, and I really do appreciate you spending some time with me today. I would love to have another conversation with you anytime at all. Thank you very much. My pleasure.